Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just had the homely? You swipe left and I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match Only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Somebody Date Us. It's Asal. It's Lauren. It's Carly. I was about to like be like, it's Carly. Right when you said Lauren, like, ah. I know, I never know who's going to go first. Oh, I know, me either. Like, I just, like, I think we're just like trying to, we need to like come up with like a better system because we never fucking know. Um, okay, but I am going to ask you guys why you're single this week. So, Asal, why are you single this week? Okay, so we all know that I'm a huge germaphobe, right? Yes. Um, so I have never sat on a toilet seat before. <laughs> yeah, you're the ones that pee all over the toilet seat and then leave it for the next person? Uh, actually, no. Um, <laughs> I, put, I put toilet paper down and I fucking sit on it. And then you put the toilet paper in. Wow, well, RIP to the environment. Yeah. Okay, well, a lot of people don't. They just leave it on the floor. Leave it no. like... <laughs> No, I put it in the, um, but so I was at uh, my head office for work um, in Kentucky and they actually have, I don't know if you've ever been on toilets where you can like, there's like buttons and it can like, a bidet. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you can clean your butt? Uh, it had that, but it also had like seat warmer. Oh. So like I put oh. the toilet paper down, I took a seat and it was hot. <laughs> it was like, it was, like almost burnt my butt. Uh, and like toilet paper, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of cool. Like, why a seat warmer? Like, do you not actually want me nice. to get up off the toilet? toilet? Exactly. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like a seat warmer in a car. Like, I'm going to sit on there for a very long time. <laughs> I'm going to download a fucking Netflix show. Yeah. Never. And, like, wash my butt. I mean, I had, like, like a ton of other buttons on there, but, like, the warmer was my favorite. It was a bidet for show. Oh, oh, I love a good bidet. Alright. Yeah, Lauren, why are you single? I'm very infuriated by a cell killing all the trees, but... That's what, that's, you know what? That's why I'm single. Because Don't we all use toilet paper? Not that much. Every time I go to the bathroom, three pieces on each fucking. You're supposed to use like two blocks. Whatever. I don't know actually how many you're supposed to use. Two squares. Okay, you need a bidet. Okay. Listen, I use more than two squares, but I don't waste it to put it on toilet seat. By the way, you can't catch anything from a toilet seat. That's true. Wait, what? But you can't. Like science. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But You're and everything. Oh, I am single because okay. I care way too much about the environment, and I will judge you on, like, I don't know, like, if I go on a date and, like, some guy, like, doesn't throw his, like, plastic cup his Starbucks drink came out, out of into a recycling mm-hmm. bin, like, I'm infuriated. Or they put their coffee cup in the recycling bin, which, by the way, is not recyclable. Or don't take off the lid and throw it but in the garbage. I don't know. But like, are you dumb? Like, you should know that okay, by now. Calm down, Greta. <laughs> it's on it's subway posters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heated. Okay, why are you single? Well, first of all, I really like well, pictures above recycling cans. Yeah. In my office, they're like, here are like commonly used <laughs> items, like from the tape from the food court. This is how you dispose of them. I'm literally seeing a, a, a lid there, and I'm like, okay. And then I'm very good with that. Okay, but I this is kind of funny because it's all going to tie it in together. <laughs> this just happened to me. Do you want to know what I just did while I was in the bathroom? I dropped your toilet paper roll in the toilet. <laughs> oh, is that why you were laughing? Yeah. What do you mean toilet paper roll? So I took your toilet paper roll off. For what purpose? <laughs> I was 
standing and I like felt like this and I went to blow my nose. So I like fucking took it off and I was going to put it back on, but it fucking fell in my hand and went right to your toilet bowl. And I was like, ugh. Luckily it wasn't like super full, but like that's what happened. So you have a fresh roll on your thing now. I couldn't okay. find it. I went through all your drawers and then they were like above. I'm like, there we go. There's like a little pyramid up there. Yeah, so. Oh my you should God. just put it back on soaking wet. It's all over and mortified. It's in your garbage. So if your garbage is wet, um, it was clean water. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Let's just let's let's just get rolling. We're messes. Okay. Okay. All right. So we are sitting in our apartment studio today. Luxury. <laughs> Luxury studio apartment with two very special guests, Kaylee and Tanya, of the podcast. We're totally not okay. Their podcast is all about exploring the intersection of mass media and mental health. And since tomorrow, October 10th, is World Mental Health Day, we thought we couldn't have more suitable guests with us. So, welcome, ladies. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. I feel like it's so awkward that you, like, just don't talk for, like, a little while. Like, you go through that whole <laughs> we were, like, silent <laughs> laughing and, like, air clapping, like, trying so hard to not move, but also having a lot already to say and wanting to put my hand up. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about why we're single? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I have so much to say about bidets. I um, love a good bidet. <laughs> When I lived in Morocco, like there was like a toilet and a bidet. It was it was a okay. I've ever really used one. I have not That's either. Right. I just love the word and love that there's this dichotomy between such an exquisite word and such a shitty connotation yes. that isn't actually pun quite intended. I also a sal use three strips of toilet paper on public toilet seats. Right, but I think the only difference might be I have sat on an actual oh, toilet okay. seat. Exactly. Like, I sit on my own at home. Oh, yes. Okay. I was going to ask that. Do you, okay, at home. You but do. why oh. don't you just hover versus just not, like, like squat? Yeah. Sometimes I also hover. It okay. depends yeah, how... Time. It depends how bad you got to go, and, like, if you've got time to put those, you know, those pieces <laughs> down or not, or you're just going to hover. Hovering also makes a mess at times. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to use that three pieces to clean it up anyway for the next person. We so. just lost all of our male listeners talking about pee spray. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's some still around. Have you ever, like, have you ever <laughs> seen a male bathroom before? They're disgusting. Oh, my God. Can I just add something? To I've heard you guys are terrible, too, so I'm just saying. Guys. Hey, Mike. I'm an angel. Shut up. Okay, when guys go to the bathroom and they're standing and they're peeing and then they shake their penis and fucking urine goes all over my fucking bathroom floor because I dated so many guys and they don't even know what's happening. And then I go into the bathroom and there's like little dribbles of urine on the ground because they like shake their penis. What kind of guys do you date? I'm kidding. I know it's okay. I, I live with a man and he doesn't clean the bathroom. I get to wipe up his pee stains. It's great. And uh, I've noticed, I'm like, how the fuck? I'm like, why is there pee at the back of the toilet? You know where like the little like knobs are? Yes. I'm like, how did it get there? cliff um i would love to know and like whenever he's like his bro's over like if i'm gone for like a week and i come home and it's just like a piss station i'm like hey this isn't a urinal yeah like it makes me so mad it's so they just don't even know what's happening i think they're just like shaking it yeah mike get out just kidding (laughs) or mike is silent i do that yes i do that i feel like we should um move back to the topic of mental health (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, toilet, yeah. But toilets are part of self care, so yeah. we're all about them. Closely tied to yes, mental health. I agree. Everything can be tied together. But like, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about the two of you? Oh man, 
before. What is up first? Start. I say we introduce each other. Yeah. Carrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Tanya. Oh, Tanya's my BFF. She's an incredible dancer and oh. an incredible actress. Um, what up to Simmel's hottest video hitting how many million views now? 47? Yeah. Oh. Wait, what video is this? She just does a music video on the side, and all of a sudden it's like one of those, it's just the YouTube's hottest video. Also, oh, Simmel's an incredible musician. I guess this is a shout-out to Simmel, too. Mm. Hi, Brian. Um, there's a great song called, what is it called? Where's the Love? Where's My Love. Where's My Love. And it's beautiful. I also bought his record. We're getting way off topic of Tanya, but it's a really <laughs> cute, like, Aww. clear record. We both bought one, and then we're like, I guess we have to buy a record player now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this girl here, actor, also helps me produce stuff. She's the co-host of our podcast. Yeah, she's sick, man. And going on to that music video, it is actually about mental health. It's about a girl who commits suicide. Mm. Anyways, um, happy note. This is Kaylee Lovrand. <laughs> she's also my BFF, and um, she is a fantastic actress as well. Um, and produces stuff. Great photographer. Fucking like. Doesn't rest ever and needs <laughs> to learn how to sleep and take time to herself. Hashtag <clears throat> mental health awareness right now. That's <laughs> um, <too> positive. <laughs> but she's lovely. And um, so we actually decided to make our podcast one day after an acting class and we got drunk at a bar. That is Ooh. how it happened. Yeah. That's how it started. Then we then we tried to do it another day when we're like, hey, that night didn't work out because we were drunk at a bar. So we got drunk at my apartment. And yeah. again, no usable material. Um, <laughs> I sense a trend here. <laughs> we yeah, no. We we like our wine together. We actually were talking about how we haven't really been drinking much lately. I mean, when TIFF season rolls around, that's when we usually are designated out and seeing friends who haven't been in town all the time so you go out for a drink whatever and you're extending yourself so you're out till like two three mm-hmm. wee hours in the morning and just like the little bit of alcohol just takes that toll on you that you get up in the morning the next day i have to do this again <laughs> for another like 16 days oh my god oh my i know it's so long and mm-hmm. i, I kind of forget awesome. about it because like obviously i'm not in that realm of anything like I don't go to anything or like tip to tip but as actresses and whatnot like you would be so involved in all of those whatever like, there's events event and like parties that. and everything you do feel obligated to go out and do the mingling and it's a beautiful time but yeah part of it because it's our industry part of it is kind of like oh it's our job and we that's part of the networking those are the social events that you go out to it's also kind of just a Christmas to see people that you haven't seen all year round but um, I guess what I'm saying is that this beautiful glass of wine that you've given us tonight is probably going to make us tipsy within the first couple of minutes, and we're going to reveal our world. <laughs> so can you guys tell us a little bit about your podcast and what sort of things you guys talk about? Yeah. we. So like Tanya mentioned, we started the podcast sort of stemming out of a conversation we had after a workshop where we got pretty passionate, pretty heated, still do, about the conversations that we were having and we weren't really hearing elsewhere about what actors go through mentally to step into roles and to get out of it. And I talked at length about certain particular projects that I've worked on where I've gone quote unquote method and have literally repressed certain experiences on set and they've come back to me since, but I, you know, literally wrote a diary in a character's voice that I don't remember doing. Um, there was a film that the character I played was, 
it's very dark and far enough away from what I would regularly want to associate myself with that something happened inside my brain that I didn't understand. And I didn't realize until months, if not half a year after that project, where I started to learn how to drop the work when I was going home and not live in this character's world mm-hmm. the whole time I'm shooting mm-hmm. this film. Um, so I, I love it. I'm, I'm a student of psychology for life. Did study it in university, but I'm just obsessed with it continually. So that part of our world is very similar to our approach to acting. We, we study also mm-hmm. with a coach who is kind of along that vein, um, that path of the craft where it's, it's understanding the neurology inside of us. It's understanding human behavior from a very biological, psychosomatic kind of approach. And I guess that's sort of what we're interested in talking about. Mm-hmm. And it leads to a lot of mental health discussion. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, obviously, I'm not an actress. So I, like, I didn't even think of it this way, but it's so true. Like, I can see yeah. how, like, you would come home, like, you, you, are used to being this character when you're at work and then come home and like, I can see how that would be such a challenging thing to. Well, yeah. So I was, I'm binge watching Glee for like the 10th time (laughs) and I'm literally obsessed. Someone help me. Um, but I, I thought of that because, you know, this show really made the careers where this was like the highest point in these actors careers. And then when a show ends, it's, I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, how sad and how do you feel that you have to say goodbye to that character? Like, you're never going to play that character again. I mean, maybe if there's a reboot, but it's just not the same. Like, you're literally saying goodbye to somebody that was part of your life for, what, six years? Seven years? So I can only imagine what you have to go through to kind of shut that off, repress it, or even, like, try and deal with, you know, saying goodbye to that person. It's like you're losing a friend. Mm-hmm. Does it ever feel that way? That's a breakup. If you're yeah. with a character for that long, um, and I've never lived with a character for six years, but right. when you say, for instance, do a play, theater work is a little bit different than television work. You know, we can do a day player role, and you literally go on. The last role that I did, I had a full day booked for me, but I went in and did my scene in like a couple of hours, and then was like, hey. Thanks, guys. That's a wrap for me. Have a nice time with the rest of your 13 seasons of this show. <laughs> um, but if you are doing a play and you're you're performing something night after night, which, you know, that kind of a beast changes continually. So that character, you are not only understanding that story every night in a very different way and finding a different aspect of that character within yourself, mm-hmm. um, but then you do something that might be narratively different every time. So television is a little bit faster moving and something like Glee you're living so many different experiences yeah. and often it's it I find a lot of what you end up booking kind of coincides with what you're dealing with in your life mm-hmm. it comes to you mm-hmm. that sort of energy you put it out it mm-hmm. finds you so it's yeah you have to you have to put yourself in there in a real real way so the real experiences how do you just dismiss that that's going to be part of you oh absolutely yeah it's just it's such a crazy thing to think about and mm-hmm. Yeah, and I forgot that you guys were actresses, and I was like, oh, right, you're actresses. I do this? That's so crazy. And I know Mike back here, I Mike uh, was also in film and did a little bit of acting. So I just, like, see him in my peripherals, and he's just nodding to everything here. So he's like, yep, yeah. yep, yeah. So you still you do it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, like, outside of acting and, like, the struggles you have mentally, like, checking out when you come home from work and everything like that, like, what do you guys have 
certain ways or tips or because obviously there's more careers than just acting as well that people bring their work home with them and like do you how do you guys like recharge and regroup and try to be better at not bringing it home with you and like keep your mental health in check teach us teach us <laughs> oh, man. i mean it depends on the person for me it's doing something that doesn't involve acting or watching tv like i'll, I'll paint or i'll make dream catchers or jewelry you know just kind of i i'm a person that always needs to keep moving but it's sometimes it's just yeah you gotta leave it at the door and just Find something else that makes your heart happy. Mm -hmm. Other passions. Other passions, yeah, to get yourself away from that. I think that's especially important for artists. I don't know if this would be something that resonates for somebody outside of the industry, but to have that well-rounded lifestyle so that you're mm -hmm. not so fully immersed. Like if your life is only the entertainment industry, Oof, what are you even drawing on? It gets pretty meta, but it's also really important to be able to be able to step out of that constant thought pattern or that obsession because mm -hmm. I, I think that that's probably, you know, it's a cliche for an artist is that you find what you love and let it kill you, that artist obsession sort of mentality. So we, we do, you know, we share a lot of similar um, hobbies and uh, pastime exercises that are similar. We both are super into crystals or we'll, you know, just burn incense and sit and chat, play with tarot. Uh, I'm an avid reader. I, if I get too pent up, I need to drop everything and put my Nikes on and go for a run. Yes, that's a call for a sponsor from Nike. We're <laughs> uh, <laughs> going for a drive. I do love, like, I love driving until I'm In your Mercedes G-Wagon. Mercedes no, sponsor her. Actually, it's yeah. an E-type Jag, forest green, <laughs> oak interior. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. But I feel like I'm, like, such a, like, I don't know about you two, but I find, like, I'm, I definitely don't have a job I bring home at night. Like, I'm mm -hmm. very good. But like I work in social media marketing and some people do take that home. Some people don't ever shut it off and they're on 24 hours a day. But I just like leave work and I'm like, bye. Like, I'm not saving lives. Like, I can check out, but I know like it's not. Yeah, I'm for most people. Like, my work too. But I get anxious about like all sorts of other things. Yeah, so, I'm so, like, very anxious for <laughs> I also find life. for me too, one thing that really helps me is just being outdoors. And it's totally. so simple, but just being with the earth walking on grass it's just like mm -hmm. yeah something. I um went to therapy like a couple years ago and one of the things that she one of the like methods she told me to do if I was like spiraling like anxious thoughts was just like ground yourself and like that's often like if you can't like lay on a ground or something like just like like name one thing that you can see or smell or mm -hmm. hear or like Touch and then it, just, it kind of distracts your brain and you're like okay like I'm like I see this, I smell this, or like whatever when you're walking down the street or wherever you are that you're having this like uh, I smell sweet Yeah, I don't camp. Usually that's why I was laughing. I'm like, usually it's like <laughs> I smell homeless oh, gross sense of Toronto, <laughs> some urine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it does help. It helps you distract your brain, right? Like that's mm -hmm. the point of it, but Unless you have the type of personality, um, like mine, where my therapist told me to try yin yoga mm. to learn how to just sit with, with your myself, thoughts. you know, longer, upward from three to five minutes, and, oh, yeah, 
sincere challenge for me. So I've got a question. So how do you feel your podcast has helped you guys with your mental health journey? Like, has there been a big learning curve or like an aha moment for you guys? Like, have you worked or like worked through something that, you know, the podcast has just given you like the end result, like a better end result than you could have expected? I would say literally the opposite of what you're saying. I, (laughs) um, not to, not to poo poo on the end result, but I guess going back to this idea of yoga, you know, everything is always going to be changing and no matter where you are, you're never going to get it done and you're never going to get it right. And that has been a big learning for me still is. It's an everyday learning because I love goals. I love to-do lists. And I do still feel that anxiety when I shift things in my eye cal to later dates, but it's a habit of mine. I'm like, I'm going to pile everything into one day, see if I can get it done. And then just keep shifting things because that's the digital age that we can do. Uh, I, I think getting more comfortable with the idea that there is no fully formed end result that I'm tethering myself to, to set myself up for very particular expectations that only warrants a fail because nothing ever goes according to plan. I think it's allowed me to be a little bit more fluid and organic and appreciative of what does end up coming my way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially with podcasting. There's such a, you don't, you, you don't get a perfect take with anything. And even now, you know, I'm, I'm building a studio in my new space for our sonar network for the other podcasts as well to be recording in there. So I'm making sure that it has a certain level of quality to it. Whereas before, you know, we were always advocates of just, it's not even about like, if they can hear us, our listeners are probably listening for a very particular reason. Mm -hmm. Yes. We always want to try to get better with the quality as we go along, but the point is that our conversation is what mattered to us. And if I let the sound quality bother me, we would never have put an episode out. Right. So it's letting go of that every single time and still finding ways that we can get better. Absolutely. And I feel the same way about the audio quality. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm the one, I'll listen to like a podcast or a report and like, like, hey, Mike, I'm like, there's like a high pitch, like a tin noise and nobody else can hear it except for me. I'm a crazy person. Yeah, I'm you like, need, also need to get your ears. Because there's no tinnos, whatever. Are, my ears are just like, I feel like they're just so much more advanced than everybody else's. Um, <laughs> or or maybe have constant ringing like I do. You know? <laughs> so I don't like, think that's it. I, like, I have, like, honestly, even when I like go to, like, concerts or, like, loud bars, you know this. Yeah. My ears are so sensitive. I should wear earplugs. That's what, I, like, I feel like that's I'm normal. Right? Okay, so it's not just, but I'm like, like, I remember Lauren one time, she's like, you're acting weird, because she was trying to talk to me in a loud bar, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, because you're yelling, and no offense, but it's, like, really bothering me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't hear you. But if um, you could... So, quick question. I'm going to, like, turn uh, tables. So, uh, Kaylee, you're single. Yes. Uh, and Tanya, you're... I feel I feel weird asking this because you just said that you moved out of a, an apartment. Where are you? Are you still Oh, no, I'm just living on my own. Okay. Um, we are okay, still perfect. Living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 Okay, hi. I asked you a week ago you were in a relationship, and I'm afraid to ask. What's going on? <laughs> no, we are, we are still together. But, yes. but, but Tanya, yes. Tanya, you're um, in a relationship, so we want to talk about that a bit. Um, so, Tanya, how long have you been in a relationship for, and how long have you been single for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> did that come out of me? Um, oh, man. I feel like you've been single since you've, like, 
rekindled our friendship. I mean, it's yeah. cool. We've been single we're for, like, ever, so. I mean, like, it. and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's I funny, because, like, there's no judgment. We're just curious if it's, like, a new <laughs> thing or not. You're like, wow, I'm actually, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Um, I, <laughs> we've been friends for, like, what, five years-ish? Okay. Uh, I mean, you've dated, but you haven't yeah. had, like, a BF. I, <laughs> I guess the title of a boyfriend or girlfriend, like, labels Okay, not to, I'm not a commitment phobe per se. I <laughs> yeah, you date people just having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah, that's a yeah, guess. that's a guess. Totally. Yeah. I yeah, I it, I've been single for a while. Okay, that's fair. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and I think how long have you been, been in a relationship? For? Um, so Greg and I met in September of last year. So we started. I mean, our sound corny, but the first time we ever kissed was on New Year's. So oh, I guess okay. like January okay. is kind of what made like it year. official. It was a romantic story. <laughs> oh, do tell. I mean, we are a podcast about dating and relationships, so please give us hope. Give it to us. Hope there. there is so much hope, you know. Like I, I had the shitty end of the stick for a really long time in relationships. I've been cheated on in three of my relationships. Um, you know, it's stupid petty shit. Like, it happens to mm-hmm. everyone. But, um, anyway, so actually, during a TIFF event last year, um, he, what he says, he's like, I just had to have her. I just needed to know who this girl was. So, yeah. Kaylee and I were uh-huh. dancing on the dance floor with oh, one of our well, friends, Steven, yeah. like, dancing away, like, assholes that we are. And, Greg, yeah, I saw him from a distance. I was like, this is beautiful man standing there with a drink in his hand. <laughs> Nothing of it. You know, I was at a point in my life where I was like, I, fuck it. I'm going to be a cat woman for the rest of my life, even though I'm allergic to cats. Mm. Fuck it. Yeah. And um, I think I kind of veered off to go grab another drink or something. And he beelined to our friend Steven and was like, who is that girl? I need to know her name. And he, Greg apparently was like, we shook hands. I don't remember that. I was drunk. I'm <laughs> usually drunk um, to events. But anyway, so that's how we met. It took him about a month and a half to actually message me on Facebook and stuff, Instagram. And it was, I wrote an Instagram story saying, if you could be any type of furniture, what would you be? And he wrote a love seat. And I wrote, that's fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> and after that it was a magic nothing and um yeah so i was like no i'd totally be a california king bed well yes yes so then, but our first date we went to a bar called i'll be seeing you on the east end and it was the most awkward date ever like really? it was like butt out hug and i was like this is so awkward and i was like yeah i agree with that that is never gonna happen again but, uh, yeah, no, we just haven't stopped talking. So I should go on more dates with these awkward people I've gone on dates with. Then. You never maybe know. That's... You never <laughs> yeah, know. Well, maybe that's my love story. Awkward is the most fun. Why would you yeah. not continue? Like, I don't mean awkward in, like, a, an uncomfortable way. Well, yeah, usually when, I'm, when it's an awkward date, it's uncomfortable. It's like, no. we don't really have no. a conversation. If you're not comfortable with somebody, then, like, that's a very clear no. sign. Move on. Yes. Yes. It wasn't an you still awkward. Had good, yeah. Yeah, it was just, you know, like, because I'm kind of an awkward kind of person when you first meet me. I'm like, 
happy. <laughs> but like it's it's just it was probably my favorite That's painting story. Funny. That was that was uh our friend's ki- that was Marlene's kitchen floor with eight yeah. bottles of wine and my grade six boyfriend popping back onto my screen. Oh, did you match with him? Oh yeah, yeah. I ended up meeting him again. I had not seen him since grade six oh since my, we broke so up. I'm pretty sure she was like, should I swipe right? You're like, yeah, this is who you dated in grade six when you both lived in Montreal. And we did end up going on one date. We met up. That's so fun. I love that, though. Like, it's like rekindling your grade six romance. Yeah, why not? So weird. That's the weird age that we live in, though, because everybody from your past, especially being a kid that was a military brat, moving around every three to four years growing up, Every time I moved, I'm like, okay, but that past life is kind of a ghost. Mm-hmm. And now we live in an age where everything's coming Reconnect. back to me. I'm like, oh, everything I tried to run away from here after year. <laughs> they're not ghosts. Well, they're real people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all comes back. Yeah. So do you have a dating story in your mind or like a date? Like a date that you went on that was either like absolutely wonderful or just like straight up horrible? Um... I mean, I have great. I have a lot of examples of all of the above. I pick one. Your I face. have. I um. I've. Oh my god! I don't even know how to talk about dating right now. Clearly, so there's a guy that I've always had the most affinity for. Just adorable human, and we both have feelings for each other. And so we've seen each other off and on. Oh my god! Don't don't hold your heart. Put your hand down. I know who it is. You know who it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he knows who he is, um, and it, it's, it's, I mean, it's not extravagant, you know, pull up on a Mercedes and roses, whatever, there's, there's none of that kind of story to it, it's, for me, it's always about the little, really stupid things, like, the fact that, and, and, and being able, I guess just being able to put up with me is kind of the biggest charm that somebody can have <laughs> like the, the weird things that come. yeah no but actually and the cool thing is, is that this guy i'm talking about is you know just as weird as me he's also just as witty and has similar interests you know likes to listen to jazz on a sunday and do the crossword but then we you know the dirty talk is also interlaced with game of Thrones references <laughs> it's just really nerdy but really fun like I Love think it. I need somebody just to keep so me on why my are you dating I was just chat. gonna say why are you guys together oh my god that's a question I haven't even asked myself we <laughs> you're waiting <laughs> for the right moment or <laughs> are you I mean, those scared guys, to ruin a good thing it's complicated no oh. it's not okay. it, I've never <laughs> used not. no but the thing is is that it's not and I've never but used then, that word why aren't you dating <laughs> I like it. Asking the hard questions. Here. I mean, Live. again, I think like <laughs> dating is one of those labels that I don't, I don't wrap my mind around. I have in the past, you and if I wrap my away mind, yeah, from exactly. I've had some runaway experiences, but the cool thing is that I mean, yes, maybe because we don't live in the same cities, mm. um, there isn't much of a pressure of oh god what is this guy expecting of me and do I have to think about what I need to cut out of my life to fit him into it or you know I've had experiences in the past where I have started to resent guys that I was dating because I felt so much for them I'm like fuck you I don't feel like that about myself not you and thinking that you know there's not enough love in me to go around for both of us like nah I gotta focus on myself um with that guy and don't worry, it's not like it has ended. We still enjoy each other's company. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, but 
it, I think because it's not complicated, because it's just always fun, mm -hmm. I have just been letting myself, I've been guiding myself by my gut instincts the way that I feel. If I enjoy spending time with somebody, I'll do it again. If that chance comes up, I say yes. I think wedding now should be, I like you pretty well, let's see how it goes. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Those will be mine. Yeah. Don't I like it. Yeah. Like, high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Until we don't. I want to, like, I feel like we've talked about so many different topics, which I love, but let's, like, loop back around before we end the episode about the topic of mental health since it is World Mental Health Day. Um, and obviously, we, we've all talked about it tonight, like, the anxieties that come with everyday life, work. Mm but also dating and just putting yourself out of a comfort zone, going on being awkward on dates or just being in your head after a date or so like, I want us all to like share some tips for people that are listening that like how we get ourselves out of that mind space and still act like find the motivation in us to still go on dates and put ourselves out there. Even though sometimes it can feel like you'd rather do anything else. Yeah. Vodka. <laughs> Vodka. I like a drink. <laughs> no, I don't advocate getting drunk to resolve any issues in your life. But it helps. Um, okay. Social lubricant, I'm telling you, it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, like, pre-date, like, nerves? Yeah, or at, like, post-date when you're like, oh, my God, is he going to text me again? Is he like, I'm, like, I did this awkward hug on the date? Like, I don't know. Like, any anything that comes around with dating relationships, it doesn't even have to be yeah. if you're single. It could also be if you're in a relationship and you just, I don't know, second-guess yourself or talk to friends. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to sound all, like, hippy-dippy, you know, but, like, if it's meant to be, it will be, so don't stress so hard about it, because in the end, what is meant for you will come into your life how it is supposed to. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to wrap your head around that, especially in the society that we live in today, because it's so, you see all these perfect relationships or things on social media that make people kind of feel shitty about their life. Well, in reality, it's just they're showing the best things of their lives. And I think we just need to remember that when it is our time, when it is supposed to happen, if it was awkward and it's still going to happen, it's still going to happen. You know, it's just a funny story that you get to relay at the end of the day. So for me, I think it's just keeping that mindset in if it's meant to be, it will be. And yeah. it will come. I agree, and I think that's the kind of mindset that allows me in the moment to just, you know, that awkward thing that's in your head that you're like, do I say it? Do I not? I, I fucking say it. Like, yeah, if it's going to push them away, get that done right up at the get-go so they don't spend four years with somebody, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's the real me, mm -hmm. and then they want to yeah. run away. That's a little more heartbreaking. Also, you're not being your true self throughout that relationship. Yeah. So I think being... Being as weird as you possibly can, like yeah, following yourself. It, because the thing, the moment that you feel like something is awkward, that's where you're getting self-critical. You're judging yourself, and you're you're writing your own story of like, oh, I'm being something that's opposite of what somebody else is expecting. Mm -hmm. I'm being weird. Be that weird thing. Lean into it because if that is what you delight in, whatever your interests are lean into it and especially when you are on your own if there is something that you mess up like being able to laugh about it that's a beautiful thing yes i'm a writer so everybody i date 
even my family, therefore warned, you're going to end up in a script somewhere. They're already aware of that. <laughs> Everything that is painful in life yeah. turns into a great comedy script. <laughs> but if you're on your own and you're wrapping your mind around something that feels painful or you're kicking yourself over it, you just miss an opportunity to meet somebody else who just walked past you. Or you just miss an opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to lie in a yoga class and take in the beautiful air. Like everything is happening at once right now. And if you're not enjoying that moment, you're obsessing about something that happened in the past or worried about something that's going to happen in the future. You are, you're not here. You're missing out on an opportunity right now. I feel like that's such good advice. That's really good advice. My I always advice forget seems to live. Lame. I always forget to live in the present and take it. Oh yeah. Things. Always. Yeah. But like, I was just going to say like, and I'm really bad for this, and I always have to remind myself of this, whether it's, like, before a date or after a date, is just to, like, have fun and, like, mm-hmm. forget about trying to find the love of your life. Like, just go out and have a drink. Yes, if you yes. don't get it off, who the fuck cares? You got exactly. a free drink out of it, and you go home, and you move on. Or, like, maybe they will be someone you hit it off with. And, like, I think for me, like, you reach a certain age, too, and you're like, well, what's the point of just hanging out with this guy? Like, I want to know sooner than later if they're the person for me, but it's like, if you enjoy their company, just keep hanging out with them and it will sort itself out. Like, you don't have to always have, like, an end goal in mind. Like, you have that energy going into a date where you're like, all right, I'm sitting down with you, I'm judging you, I want to know if I'm going to have eight babies with you. Like, I have a preconceived notion of what I want moving forward. They're going to feel that energy Mm -hmm. and you're also not getting that moment to live in it. And if you aren't going to see each other after that night if it is a one night experience or you date them for a month whatever it is you know enjoy what that is in the moment because you can look back on experiences now and you can laugh about it and see maybe what you got out of them Mm -hmm. but how much more enjoyable it is to be in that moment and be like wow i'm actually tasting the mint in this mojito and (laughs) i'm fucking loving it 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 freshly pressed (laughs) because i'm assuming they slapped it before they put it in my drink you know little things that you can appreciate stop and smell the roses and to go on to that the whole is this gonna work out is this gonna last like i said greg and i we went on our first date early november and we didn't do any physical contact until January. So, you know, we made those moments last and we just enjoyed each other's company. And we were both in the point where we didn't know if we wanted to be in a relationship. We just liked each other's company. Mm-hmm. And there's no point in rushing something, right? There's yeah. No point in just, in, yeah, enjoy the moments. Mm-hmm. And I think people have lost that nowadays because we're like, oh, I need to have a boyfriend. I need to have a girlfriend. I need this. Yeah, is it going to work out? A million what, other people like Why am swipe? I wasting my time? It's not about mm-hmm. all we have is time. So why not have fun? What I love about Tanya's and Greg's relationship is that those beginning experiences were what I like to call that grade six throwback vibe where, you know, they literally took it at the pace of like what grade six. Well, uh, I guess you don't have sex in grade six after six months. I, I haven't been in grade six for a long time. <laughs> but I really hope no one's having sex in grade six. I hope you don't have grade six listeners right now. That's not what you do. You just kind of. I think that 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 you know we used to as children have such joyfulness for everything because we didn't have a lot of the worries and concerns that we do put on ourselves as grown-up adults and Mm -hmm. I'm calling myself a grown-up adult right now (laughs) that doesn't happen often but when you get wrapped up in you know oh well what what is his income gonna bring to the table and does he want to live in the same city did you think about Mm -hmm. that when you're in grade six or were you just like oh my god he went down the slide in front of me and he looked back 
He looks back. <laughs> I know he looked back. He likes me. Those little moments, <laughs> like they were such huge butterflies in your stomach. And do you yeah. let yourself feel that anymore? No, no, I don't, Kaylee. I don't. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> we are feeling like motivated right now. Let's go on a date right now. Right now, let's go to the park. Let's keep going down the slide until somebody shows up. <laughs> butterflies, goddammit. <laughs> So <laughs> okay. So before we end the episode, we just want to give a quick disclaimer to say that none of us are experts or doctors. Everyone deals with the different highs and lows of dating and life differently. And if you don't feel in control of your mental health, reach out to someone that can help you. Amen. Amen, sister. Guys, thank you both so much for coming on our podcast. This has been fantastic. Uh, where can our listeners find you if they want to follow the podcast or you guys on Instagram, Twitter, wherever? It's your time to plug it. Ooh, great. If we were prepared to know what our handle is. <laughs> <laughs> so our podcast is we are we're totally not okay. And you can find us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. For the most part, we live a little bit more on Instagram. Uh, we're Whatnock on there. So it's W, let me just look, I've tagged myself, WTN underscore OK. OK. It's like, what the knock? Like, right. Yes. Got it. Love it. And we'll, of course, put the links to their podcasts in our description. So do not hesitate if you did not catch that. Don't worry. Because if you're like a Sal who's about to pass out in two seconds. Yeah. I feel you. Like oh, I can tell. I can tell. Well, guys, once again, thank you so much for coming. This has been another episode of Somebody Date Us, and I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah! Bye! Bye! Thank you! Hey, guys, don't forget to follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us, and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode.